This edition of Renegade Talk Radio is brought to you by MotorBunny.com, which exists to empower sexually creative experiences. The Motor Bunny is a motorized ride-on-top saddle vibrator that vibrates and rotates, giving you the ride of a lifetime. Similar products have been made famous by the Howard Stern Show, but Motor Bunny is committed to making it much more affordable to uh, hop on. Our program listeners get an exclusive $50 off code. So when you check out MotorBunny.com, remember to enter Renegade50 at checkout. That's Renegade50. You're listening to The World in My Eyes. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation Atlanta, and welcome to another episode of The World in My Eyes, where I get the chance to share what all the crazy voices in my head say on a regular basis. We've spent a great deal of time getting very intimate with each other, but just in case you're new, I am the naughty mistress with the mostest, the melodic goddess, and the deviant diva, Naughty Nicole. <laughs> April fools, my little he- heathens. Well, hello, Renegade Nation Atlanta, and welcome to another episode of The World in My Eyes. I am the real Naughty Nicole Delacroix, and I'm here to share some more crazy insight into the things that go on inside my crazy head. But first off, let's say a great big thank you and may love you long time to Richie for helping me out with my lame-ass little April Fool's joke for you guys. Ah, Renegade Nation, it's the holiday that we all love and, well, dread. But before we jump into today's topic, I do want to remind all you naughty little listeners out there that the Renegade Talk Radio Network is growing every single day. We've got a great big brand new website, so make sure that you've got it bookmarked. And make sure you're checking out all the other fascinating and provocative shows on our website, because they are awesome. And don't forget, we've got great, great talk radio on its way to you, so make sure you're checking back with us daily, because I promise you this, you do not want to miss what's coming up next. All right, heathens, brace yourselves, because winter is coming. No, I'm just kidding. We're jumping into today's topic, my little heathens. And on today's episode of The World in My Eyes, well, you guessed it, we're looking at the most mysterious and most beloved and hated of all holidays of all, April Fool's Day. And it's rather appropriate that April Fool's Day, which is a time devoted to pulling pranks and having fun, has one of the most interesting histories. Now, no one is quite sure just how April Fool's Day got started, even though we celebrate it globally. Most believe that the day, which is marked on April the 1st, has something to do with the changing of the seasons and celebrations to end the dark days of winter and welcoming warmer spring seasons. Now, ancient Romans, Persians, and Hindus all had holidays that were set aside for frivolity, including pranks, costumes, and masks. But with its annual onslaught of awkward political gags, careless media blunders, and eye-roll-inducing ad campaigns, mean-spirited pranks and all, if you're lucky, you might actually get a laugh. But more than likely, probably not. So how did we get this most annoying of holidays, do you ask? Well, I am so glad that you asked. 
Well, we can blame the Dutch. They first referenced April Fools in a 16th century text. Or was it the French who overhauled their annual calendar in the 1500s, who confused fools who didn't adapt? Or maybe it was the Brits, who is the home of the first recorded April Fool's Day prank on record? Or was it the Germans who popularized fake April Fool's news stories? Or maybe it was the good old U.S. of A. Because who else would be tickled by the idea of renaming one of our national monuments the Taco Liberty Bell? But whichever one it started, it's become a tradition. So let's walk through some of history's most influential April Fool's Day jokes, the notorious the successful, and the truly cringeworthy ones. And it all starts in 1698. That's right, people, back in the 1600s, with the washing of the lions at the Tower of London. In the very first documented April Fool's prank, the Brits handed out invitations to see the lions being washed at the Tower of London, specifically targeting clueless out-of-towners and newcomers. (laughs) Well, what was the joke? Well, there were no lions. Well, actually there were. The tower did have a a royal menagerie then, but there just wasn't any public washings. I mean, it was the 1600s after all. There wasn't a whole lot of washing going on for anybody. But they did resurrect the gag back in the 19th century when there really weren't any lions around. Right? Yeah, I guess we just had to be there. It wasn't that funny. Yeah, it's the Brits. We don't get their humor anyway. Moving on to 1905 with the great robbery of the U.S. Treasury. I know. <gasps> Shock and awe, right? <laughs> the German newspaper Berliner Tageblatt decided that it would be a laugh riot to print a story claiming that all the silver and gold had been stolen from the U.S. Treasury in a highly coordinated heist orchestrated by American millionaires. Then the hoax snowballed when other newspaper editors across Europe believed the story and, well, reprinted it without any hesitation. To them, the idea of criminal millionaires hijacking America's government, well, didn't seem so far-fetched. And probably doesn't seem so far-fetched today either. And it is one solid prank. It caused a lot of ruckus, and no one really got hurt, just a little bit of embarrassment. Which brings us to 1957 and the Swiss Spaghetti Harvest. In an April 1 news segment, the esteemed BBC presented its viewers with a cheerful report. Swiss farmers were celebrating an unusually plentiful spaghetti crop thanks to a balmy winter and the eradication of the menacing spaghetti weevil. The story included staged footage of workers plucking limp pasta from trees, Amazingly, a lot of people actually believed it, and the prank is widely considered the most successful April Fool's Day joke of all time. Because, well, it fooled a lot of people, and it actually worked, and in hindsight, it really didn't offend anybody. Everybody just kind of had a really good time with it. And, you know what? That's kind of a hard combination to get just right. So, the Brits redeemed themselves from the stupid lion joke. But let's move on to 1984, where we resurrected the woolly mammoth. 
Now, nearly a decade before Jurassic Park would make its way to the screens, the concept of bringing animals back from extinction was so wild that any mention of it was obviously a joke. At least, that was the thinking behind an MIT Technology Review article about Russian scientists who were planning to retrobreed the woolly mammoth. But the April Fool's Day fakery was picked up by the Chicago Tribune, and many other papers before anyone realized that it was a prank. And the weird thing is now scientists really are talking about bringing extinct animals back to life, so I guess the joke is on us. (laughs) Which brings us to 1992 and President Nixon's um, new presidential campaign bid. Yeah? Well, remember the time that former President Richard Nixon shocked the nation and gave NPR the exclusive scoop that he was going to be running for office again? As he stated, I never did anything wrong and I won't do it again, he insisted. Except it really wasn't him. It was actually a comedian impersonating him. And considering the general insanity of American politics, we really can forgive the many NPR listeners who believe the report. They called the broadcasting company in horror. And people may not have initially been thrilled by the prank, but it's definitely regarded as one of the absolute classics now. That brings us to 1996 and the Taco Liberty Bell. In a widely published full-page ad, the Taco Bell fast food chain declared that it had purchased the Liberty Bell and was hereby renaming it the Taco Liberty Bell. Now, Philadelphians freaked the fuck out, and baffled workers at the National Park were flooded by outraged calls from Philadelphians. Taco Bell declared it the best joke of the day, which is, well, still up for debate, but The prank did make history, so we'll give them that one. Before then, most companies mostly stuck to gimmicky wordplay in their April Fool ads, like, no foolin', we're having a great sale. So Taco Bell wins one because they paved the way for more elaborate corporate hoaxes. So let's talk 1998 and the Boston mayor's car crash. Now, common sense says that it's probably not a brilliant idea to announce the death of a public official in a serious-sounding radio report and expect that people are going to laugh their asses off at it. But Boston radio hosts Greg Opie Hughes and Anthony Cumia went ahead with their prank anyway, telling listeners that then-Boston Mayor Thomas M. Menino had died in a car crash. He hadn't. But plenty of people, including members of his own family, believed the broadcast, making the cruel prank a notorious example of what you don't do. But the shock jocks, well, they laughed themselves all the way, well, to the unemployment office. (laughs) Which brings us to another bomb, which was in 2000, and we're just going to say, really, Romania? So what's the best way to celebrate April's Fool's Day? Well, If you're the Romanian edition of Playboy magazine, the obvious answer would be to publish a blatantly misogynistic step-by-step guide entitled How to Beat Your Wife Without Leaving Marks on Her Body. Really, Romania? They said beat her hard and steady, the article would advise, and adding that you will notice that the wife sometimes wants to be beaten again. Among those who didn't find it very funny were, well, women, um, people who respected women, and 
In addition, Playboy's international corporate brass, who were completely appalled and quickly apologized. And all we're going to say is, really, Romania? You fucktards. Which brings us to another fucktard, and in 2004, the dead Chihuahua. Perhaps you recall the hilarious scene from the movie National Lampoon's Vacation, in which Chevy Chase accidentally drags Dinky the dog to his death after forgetting that the animal was tied to the bumper of his car. Well, a Florida man by the name of Paul Gooby thought that this scene was so fucking funny and terrific that he decided he was going to prank one of his co-workers by tying a dead chihuahua that he'd found in the street to the back of the man's truck. Well, hilarity did not ensue, like you would have expected, when a sheriff's deputy stopped the co-worker and Gooby was charged with failing to properly dispose of a dead animal and was politely called a fucktard by everybody. Now, I know that many of you are wondering what all of this has to do with today's episode. Well, I promise you this. It is no joke. We need to take a break. (laughs) That's right, my dear sweet listeners. We need to drop in on our sponsors and see what they have to offer. Hopefully, it's something fun. You're listening to The World in My Eyes. I am still Naughty Nicole. And this is Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta. So, go get yourself some plastic doggy do and some fake vomit. And meet me back here after the break. This edition of Renegade Talk Radio is brought to you by MotorBunny.com which exists to empower sexually creative experiences. The Motor Bunny is a motorized ride-on-top saddle vibrator that vibrates and rotates, giving you the ride of a lifetime. Similar products have been made famous by the Howard Stern Show, but Motor Bunny is committed to making it much more affordable to uh, hop on. Our program listeners get an exclusive $50 off code. So when you check out MotorBunny.com, remember to enter Renegade50 at checkout. That's Renegade50. And welcome back, Renegade Nation. If you're just tuning in, well, this is the world in my eyes, and I am still Naughty Nicole. And today, we're talking April Fool's Day, and all the hilarity that ensues. And, well, we'll, we can't talk about April Fool's without mentioning the greatest corporate sponsor ever for April Fool's Day, Google. That's right, it's the mothership, Google. (laughs) Today, April Fool's Day is embraced by young and old alike, with the corporate world jumping on board for all the fun, too. And Google, more than anyone else on the planet, celebrates April Fool's Day with such fervor that geeks like me wait all year long just to see what new and inventive jokes the brainiacs over at Google are going to come out with this year. Now, we could do an entire three-hour show on all the Google jokes of the past, so we're just going to touch on the known 2017 jokes from the various corporate sponsors, and then we're going to talk about Google, and hopefully you'll enjoy them, and 
maybe I'll throw in a list of a few of my favorites from the years past. So onward, my lovely heathens. Let's entertain the masses and get to the list. So, before we get to, gig- to Google, let's talk about all the, co- the other corporates that are getting on board with us this year. Want to track your bathroom habits? Well, Quilted Northern Toilet Tissue is offering the USIT. It's the, first, the world's first biometric bathroom device to help you keep track of those annoying bathroom habits. Nice try. Leave it to Messy Cheetos to offer a new way to keep your clothes clean with lapkins. The product are basically napkins that stick to your lap so you can watch your Cheetos dust on the napkins and not your clothes. Yeah, another one. Now, if you love Whoppers, you'll love Burger King's new Whopper toothpaste. This not-so-real product features the taste of onions, grilled meat, lettuce, tomatoes, all on a sesame seed bun. I know, right? My personal favorite, bourbon maker Jim Beam. Well, they're so tired of people mispronouncing their name, they're kind of giving in on it. And launching a line of day-old beans in a can. The name? Jim Beans. <laughs> and KFC is Introducing the world's first voice-activated delivery and smart dining device with The Bucket. (laughs) And as the internet gets flooded with April Fool's Day jokes, good or lame, it can be hard to keep track of the ones that are worthy of your attention. Now, Google in particular is known for rolling out a ton of different pranks. Most of them are pretty funny since they're localized to each Google product or regional team. But it appears that Google is celebrating this April day, April Fool's Day with a great fervor, with their very first entry out of the gate as a video game throwback. That's right, it's back. The ability to play Pac-Man on Google Maps, well, it's not exactly new. The team released the same joke back in 2015, but it did so well, they had to bring it back. And the only way to roll out Pac-Maps, as they're calling it, is to do it with Miss (laughs) Pac-Man. And that's right, the Google Map apps has Miss Pac-Man showing up on its maps. To find Miss Pac-Man, open your Google Maps app, click on the pink button to the right, you'll then be taken to a random spot in the world, and you'll get five lives to outrun the iconic Pac-Man ghosts. So waka waka, have some fun with that one. Now, Dieter Bonn is having a bit of a crisis over here, seeing as two weeks ago he tweeted a pun that turned into this year's Google Home April Fool's joke. That's right. It's a smart gnome for your lawn that can tell you the direction of the wind and inform your child that all living things decompose. Isn't that a joy? So go get a Google gnome. Now, this April Fool's Day, If you ask your Google Assistant about April Fool's Day, she'll reply with some silly advice like, don't trust your relatives, or to remain skeptical of whatever appears to be unusual. Well, good advice on that one, Google Assistant. (laughs) Now, to shoo away clouds from raining on Western Europe's parade, the local Netherlands team unveiled Google Wind. Now, it's a series of machine-learning windmills that can blow away cloudy skies for another day. In the past, many of the Google Cloud Platform April Fool's jokes have literally been cloud-themed. 
surprise, right? And from the Google Japan team, who brought us Google Kazoo, every year, well, their local input tools team devises a new form factor, well, for keyboards. And this year, their entry is Bubble Wrap. That's right. Or Poochie Poochie in Japanese. <laughs> This concept machine will let you push the bubble wrap around for letters you need to form sentences. Then you can feed it through a reader, well, to send those messages. And some even have scented air filled in the bubbles so that you can smell the sea breeze from Hawaii as you pop each bubble. Nice try, Japan. Now, Google's late-in-the-day prank is, well, for the virtual reality crowd. Haptic Helpers is a geek squad style team that will go to your house and help simulate aromas, tastes, and physical sensations to go along with the manufactured audio and visual stimuli of your virtual reality. Because what VR really needs to take off is someone wafting a pungent cheese in your face while you virtually visit Paris or holding a blow dryer in front of you while you drive. Yeah, okay. That's enough for this year. Let's look at some of the blasts from the pasts. Honestly, these might be old, but I promise you they were cutting edge, well, at some point. And some of them were funny as hell. So let's start with the very first Google joke, which was way back in 2000. Google's first April Fool's Day hoax was the Mentalplex hoax. It invited users to project a mental image of what they wanted to find whilst they were staring at an animated GIF. And they received several humorous error messages afterwards. Well, it was their first try. They got better, I promise. In fact, in 2004, Google announced Gmail with an unprecedented and unbelievable free one gigabyte of space. That was compared at the time to Hotmail's two megabytes. The announcement of Gmail was written in an unserious, jokey language, normally seen in their April Fool's jokes, tricking many into thinking that it was actually an April Fool's joke. Well, the joke was on us, because in reality, it was a double fake-out. It actually was a serious product announcement, and it is the beloved Gmail that we know today. In 2007, and one of my personal favorite, it had me laughing for quite a while, was Google TISP, which was short for Toilet Internet Service Provider. Yes, it was a fictitious free broadband service that was supposedly released by Google. The service would make use of a standard toilet and sewage lines to provide free internet connectivity as a speed of 8 megabits per second or for uploads. 2 megabytes or up to 32 megabytes if you decided you wanted to pay for your toilet service. <laughs> All right, and in 2008, Google added the I'm feeling lucky button to its calendar feature. That way, when a user tried to create a new event, the user was given the regular option of entering the correct details and hitting create event, or they could use the new option of I'm feeling lucky, which would then set the user up with an evening date with among others. Matt Damon, Eric Cartman, Tom Cruise, Jessica Alba, Pamela Anderson, Paris Hilton, Angeli Angelina Jolie, Britney Spears, Anna Kordakova, Johnny Depp, George Bush, and Lois Griffin. Not feeling so lucky, are you? Back in 2008, 
YouTube finally joined in for the fun for the first time, and all featured videos on the UK and Australia homepages, and much later in the day the international homepages, linked to a video of Rick Astley's song, Never Gonna Give You Up, causing every user of the website who clicked on featured videos to be rickrolled by YouTube. Thank you, YouTube, for bringing that one back. In 2009, Gmail had a new option named Gmail Autopilot, in which the service would analyze your email. On that pa- on the page, it says under the FAQ section that you could adjust the tone, typo propensity, and preferred punctuation from the Autopilot tab under Settings. Say that five times fast. However, if the person logs into their Gmail account and goes under the Settings tab, they would have noticed that there is no Autopilot tab. The program could then be customized to contain certain types of grammatical or spelling errors, as well as complexity and length of the sentence. It also had a way of responding to relationship-related messages, such as if someone spoke aggressively, even in a humorous way, the system would terminate relationship. (laughs) This one happens to be one of my favorite ones, which was in 2010. The city of Topeka, Kansas... I love you guys, by the way, temporarily changed their name to Google in an attempt to capture a spot in Google's new broadband fiber optics project. Then, on April 1st, Google jokingly announced that it would be changing its name to Topeka to honor that moving gesture and temporarily changed its homepage to say Topeka in place of the Google logo. So way to go, Topeka! You actually made Google change their logo. Yes! Then, in 2011, it was all about the Google Maps, once again. And they used a display of a dragon in Germany's biggest forest as the Falserwald. There was a shark in the Netherlands lake called Jesselmer that was east of Amsterdam. And when viewed in Earth mode or Google Earth, they could be rendered in 3D. There was also a narwhal in the Thames in London outside Millbank Tower. And, well, the Loch Ness Monster made an appearance as well, and you guessed it, in Loch Ness. Now, I personally liked the giant red lobster that sat atop the Zakem Bridge in Boston. And there was even a pink elephant at Amphitheater Parkway in Mountain View, California. So it was all about the maps. Now, in 2012, well, there was a feature called Click to Teleport. And it would allow potential customers to instantly teleport to the business location directly from a search ad in a matter of seconds. This teleportation technology shortens the online-to-store conversion funnel by providing searchers with an easy way to visit any business and convert. On average, advertising using the click-to-teleport extension have seen their offline sales increase by (laughs) 3,600%. Wouldn't that be cool if we could teleport like that? That'd be awesome. Come on, Google, get on that. (laughs) All right. And in 2013, Google went back to its safe mode with Google Maps, allowing the user to start a treasure hunt by selecting the treasure view from the top right. Google Maps notes that the system may not be able to display at higher resolutions than paper print and that the user should take care when unfolding the map to avoid ripping it. Also, the user was warned to be aware of pirates. Arg. While in this mode, Pegman, 
is replaced with a telescope, giving the effect of looking through an old telescope while using Street View, which was awesome. (laughs) Now, in 2014, Google joined forces with the Pokemon Company, Game Freak, and Nintendo to develop a brand new Google Map app for the iOS and Android, which allowed users to capture Pokemon while exploring the real world using Google Maps. The concept of the app, well, it would later be redefined and released as, you guessed it, Pokemon Go in 2016. Took them three years to come up with that, right? Whatever. Now, in 2014, Google announced on the official Google blog that they were going to be randomly inserting David Hasselhoff into Google Plus Photos via the Auto Awesome feature. I'm still guessing that they need to do that because that's awesome. And 2015, Google Fiber launched dial-up mode, which slows your life down so that you can pause and take care of the little things. Nobody cared about that, right? Which brings us to 2016, and, well, the infamous mic drop for Gmail. Yeah, when when archived, the email message as soon as it was sent and inserted a GIF of a minion character from the Despicable Me film series. And, of course, caused a lot of chaos and people got fired. But then I'm going to point out if you were using Gmail for your business mail, you are probably lame anyways. Then, of course, was my personal absolute favorite, which was from 2016 and again from Google Maps, where they featured a video of the Pegman in street view form, disco dancing. (laughs) And with that, we've come to the end of our episode and no fooling. I do thank you for joining me today. I hope you do take a little bit of time to reach out to me because I would love to hear from you. You can still find me at my website at www.nicole-delacroix.com or on Twitter at at Nicole Delacroix. And that's our time for today, and I want to thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta. And don't forget to tune in to us next time. Until then, remember... Happy April Fool's Day, which is pretty much the same as every other day where everything on the internet is just fake. All right, see you next time, my precious little heathens. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.